This is 20 or 20, a dominionated podcast where we have conversations with Canadian musicians in 20 questions or 20 minutes, whichever comes first. I'm Weenie Wambo, and I host the podcast with my twin sister, Weezu. Both of us are 20-somethings, a pretty turbulent time in your life. I woke up this morning and I had the urge to chop off all my hair. Call it a quarter-life crisis. But if there's a band that knows a thing or two about being in your 20s, it's Animal Boy. They are a band of four anxious 20-somethings who write songs that are just pretty fun. On this episode, Weezer and I talk to Tommy Davies, who is the lead vocalist of the band Animal Boy. We get into some of his anxieties and also their latest record, My Love is a Terror, which we're going to give you a little taste of before we jump into the interview. This is I Gotta Know. My newly perfected electro-hypno-mentalophone. Your what? Well... With this, the memories of the subject will come to us verbally, through the loudspeaker here. Welcome, Tommy, to 20 or 20 here on Dominionated. We have a couple rules that we'll tell you before we get started. You'll have 20 questions or 20 minutes to answer them, um, whichever comes first. And if you make it to the end of the 20 questions, you win something. We're not sure what, but something. Uh, do you have any questions before we get started? Uh, no. Starting, it started now. So the first classic 20 or 20 question is where do you live and why do you live there 
Yeah. So right now I'm living in Kitchener, uh, mostly just for work. So for work, I'm a computer engineer at a automotive company, but, uh, I just graduated from university about uh, a year ago now. We were all living in Guelph, so that's where the band is based out of. Yeah, my next question kind of leading into that is, because we were curious, how did Animal Boy start in 500 words or less? Give us the whole history <laughs> of the Animal Boy. Yeah, I mean, I guess it sort of started as my immediate project um, after I got into university, pretty much. I was on a one-track mind of I need to start a band by any means necessary. Um, I met our guitarist, Marty. Uh, I was just in line uh, at the cafeteria in uh, university, and he was wearing a Red Hot Chili Peppers shirt. And to be honest, I hate the Red Hot Chili Peppers, but I figured he had at least somewhat interesting taste in music. So I just asked him what kind of music he listened to and then forced him to give me his phone number. And then pretty much we found our drummer, Mo, and then we found our bassist, Danny, at another show. So we've sort of just been going at it for about five years or something like that. Okay, so if Red Hot Chili Peppers is like the t-shirt you should not wear <laughs> to get part of a band, what, what would you say is like the perfect shirt that you would recruit someone wearing a band shirt? Yeah, if anyone wearing like a Velvet Underground shirt or something, I'd probably get along with them or maybe not get along with them. I don't know. I think I think it's hit or miss with Velvet Underground fans. Because they, they could be a snob or they could be pretty cool. I feel like it's one or the other. Yeah, I feel like that's like all of the any if I find any anyone who likes music. Yeah, I was going to say it's yeah. like if if they have any shirt that seems like they won't even know what band it is. I'll be like, "Okay, do you know what you're wearing or wearing?" <laughs> Um, but yeah, you kind of mentioned it earlier too, just how the band started when you guys were in university and in your Spotify bio too, you are self-described anxious 20 somethings. Um, and so what are three things that you think kind of encapsulate the anxious 20 something? I think it definitely extends into the music, um, I mean, I, obviously the biggest one for anyone my age is money finding our place in the world and sort of trying to figure out some sort of identity for yourself. Um, sort of the genesis of even the name Animal Boy is sort of uh, comes from the feeling of being othered where you don't fit into the like classic description of masculinity or what it means to present as a man in our society, especially when you don't identify with any of those norms. So yeah, I, I think definitely like just trying to cut your own path. And I think that's something we've been trying to do as a band, so try and find something unique. Do you feel like you guys have found that right now? I definitely, I mean, I have a hard time describing what we sound like to other people. So maybe that's either a good thing or a bad thing. It's sort of hard to find another band that like really like, like some people can say like they sound like um, the killers or something like that. And it's like an easy box to put us in. But I think 
we're sort of a amalgamation of 50 different bands that we've taken like small pieces of inspiration from and sort of run our own way with it. Yeah. Does it uh, come from you guys all liking different stuff and then coming together to add all those or are there just like, you know, individual stuff that kind of influences you guys all together? Yeah, for sure. I mean, like definitely when I bring a new song to the band, um, people will like add their own sort of context of like all of the music that they've ever heard. Uh, we've definitely influenced each other's taste in music a lot, like over the past few years. I think coming into it, we all had a very different taste in music and now we all are like definitely like constantly showing each other new bands. They're super cool that like, basically I decide this is the whole new direction for the band every month. I, I feel that. Um, this is kind of random, but because you mentioned presenting uh i couldn't help but notice well not even notice but like it's on all your pictures and everything your hair looks so luscious um (laughs) do you have a hair routine (laughs) or uh, how do you keep your curls oh man it's that's the constant question uh i think it's spending a lot of money at sephora (laughs) just being vain and generally ridiculous amount of hair gel and conditioner yeah I do actually get that question a lot, but thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I can imagine, yeah. Is there like a hairstyle that you wouldn't do, that no one could pay you to ever do, like a mohawk or... uh... Yeah, a mullet's pretty low-hanging fruit to me. I know it's sort of in vogue now, so I might be othering (laughs) a lot of my fan base or uh, ostracizing them. And the interview right now, boo. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I I feel like I want to stray away from that answer, but I, I think I... I might have a internalized bias against mullets. You know what? I I, can't, I won't even. She hates mullets, so that's where we're at. No, I, I don't. <laughs> Next question. Okay, uh, how is your mental health right now? Oh man, well, I think right now it's not too bad. I think the so far, like all my friends have received our album pretty well. Um, I mean, it's it's a weird part of your life, right? Uh, I'm 23 and you sort of, you leave this structure of 18 years of having like a defined, like incremental ladder of like, you're going to do this test and you're going to go to the next grade. And then sort of once you're done undergrad, like I was sort of this yawning void of, okay, now just okay, you're, you're done now and you can go off and do whatever. So all things considered, my life is going pretty well, but like it definitely, uh, I've been given the birth rate of my family of lots of anxiety and self-doubt. I think that definitely very clearly comes across in all of our music. If you could go back and talk to your 22-year-old self in the form of the reincarnate of Weedy and Weezu, what would you say? Yeah, I mean, for right now, that's only about a year ago. Um, that's It's sort of a hard question. I mean, I I definitely don't agree with anything I believed in a year ago or two weeks ago or yesterday. I think that's probably a sign of personal growth, but um i guess just like keep going 
which is sort of a cliche, but like, it's pretty much what I tell myself now. It's like, not really sure what I'm working towards, but I'm going to keep One doing it. One point in front of the other. No. Uh, back to the back to the album kind of there are a lot of little great samples that you guys include like with talking bits um like the start of the song black sun where did it come from yeah um so i am a serial thrifter and i always go straight to the vinyl section or the vhs section um and i just record all of the i really love really old children's stories um, so like everything on the album is off of like radio recordings from the 1930s of like children's serials, like radio shows. Um, so then I just painstakingly spend about 12 hours a month listening to all of these samples and like trying to like cut together something coherent. Do you do, are you going to do anything else with it or is it just like strictly for music? Uh, I think it's pretty much just for music. I, I, I like I like finding something in the obscure and um, trying to create a narrative around it. I mean, I was definitely majorly influenced by a lot of old school hip hop, like MF Doom, um, like uh, his album mm Food basically totally changed my life. Um, I am not comparing myself to MF Doom. He's a, <laughs> it, he I mean, was a genius, would... <laughs> but like yeah. it, it, I definitely, I, I, I really like trying to give some context for the song through some sort of narrative through samples. And it's just kind of weird. I just kind of like it. I don't know. Yeah, I definitely really love the vibe of it too. Also, just your album covers are also really well done as well. And we were curious about it. Uh, who draws your album covers? Where did that inspiration come from? Or even the paint? Oh, yeah. Uh, so I made those, actually. Um, it, the hands on our album cover are just um, my bassist and I, um, we just painted our entire arms with like acrylic paint. Um, and then I made the, I just painted the album cover on about a 16 inch canvas. Um, and then we just sort of like took a picture or we took like a series of pictures of them coming together because originally the idea was it was going to be like one of those, um, moving album covers that, uh, you see like some major artists have started doing, but then I realized you need to be on a label <laughs> to make that work. So it was just, no. it was just kind of pointless. <laughs> So I had to like Photoshop something that made sense. I was really, I should have looked it up first, but I was really mad when I found out. No, that would have been so cool. Yeah. We have the video on our Instagram, but it's like, I wanted it on Spotify. It's bullshit. Maybe just like, just, I don't know. I don't know. How do you, <laughs> this is I sell your soul to the man. There, and get there's, it, there's, but... n there's nothing that can be done. It's just. <laughs> kind of sad okay yeah but the the next question i was going to ask was uh have you ever seen the ocean i have um actually i was in costa rica a while ago and we you can drive from the atlantic ocean to the pacific ocean in one day wow okay. which is pretty awesome that's crazy what which coast is the best coast would you say east coast west coast uh just in my personal experience probably west coast I don't go there as often as I'd like, but it's pretty awesome. I mean, uh, I was on Vancouver Island a few years ago, and you can go mountain biking and skiing Ooh. in the same day. Insane. Which is, it's pretty hard to beat. Yeah. <laughs> you're no longer in Ontario. It's no longer winter. And you're out on the beach by the ocean. What do you bring? Probably sunscreen. 
your burner as as oh yeah oh yeah as part of my uh internalized anxiety that was gifted to me by my parents uh, i am terrified of skin cancer and also i burn instantly so it's just miserable that is i'm so sorry <laughs> yeah no, it's it's rough i can get a sunburn in the winter and i regularly do have you gotten yeah. a sunburn this year uh, yeah. When I was in Costa Rica, oh I got like a wicked, like I, I had a shirt on and I had a sunscreen as sunburn under the shirt. That's impressive so, actually. Yeah, it would be <laughs> if it wasn't so brutally Painful. real. Yeah. <laughs> um, kind of jumping off of that, what is the strongest emotion that you felt today? Or maybe even we'll just extend it to today or yesterday. Yeah, well, I mean, we played a show uh, last night in Guelph, which is sort of where we're based out of. So I think all of the extreme stress and financial strain and just um, monotonous boredom that is being a musician is sort of... uh, it's all made worth it by like 45 minutes of pure like adrenaline sort of where like I become a different person who's like, like outgoing and like confident for those 45 minutes. And then I can just recede back into myself, but it's pretty, it's pretty hard to, it's pretty hard to beat that feeling. Do you have like a, a ritual that gets you really hyped up before you go for a show? Sometimes I go outside and like jump around. Sometimes I get Marty to like slap me in the face. Oh. But like <laughs> other than that, like not really. I mm-hmm. think we're actually trying to work on that. Because watching some of the videos from the show last night too, I was like living vicariously through them. Is there like a special skill that you have? So maybe like you're really good at, I don't know, dancing or can you juggle or something? Just like a random, any random thing that you can do. That's coordinated. Yeah. yeah. I can solve a Rubik's cube in less than a minute. That's one of my greatest shames from when I was a really, really painfully dorky 13 year old was I did competitive speed cubing. That is, I can't believe I'm that is really myself impressive. to the entire world, to be honest. <laughs> I, I'm the type of Rubik's cube solver to uh, take off the stickers and stick them on the regular sides, but Honestly, that that's way less embarrassing than what I said. <laughs> that's that's what a I think that's what a well-adjusted person should do. It's it's a ridiculous thing to do semi-professionally. <laughs> no, it's kind of funny because we asked um, Leia and Peter from July Talk if they could solve a cube, Rubik's cube, and they couldn't. Um, and they also had a question for you, and it was uh, they wanted to know what your favorite famous Tommy is, and how do you feel about your name? Oh man. Trying to even think of any other famous Tommies. There's gotta be. I was gonna say Tommy from Rugrats. I think that's my favorite Tommy. I know it's definitely not the Tommy from the Who album because when <laughs> I was a kid, I got that so many times and it annoyed me to some weird extent. Um, you know, fuck it. Probably Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> I don't know. Um, just within the time constraints, that's what I'm going to end up saying and just out myself to the entire world. But uh, I people always ask me how I feel. I mean, my legal name is Thomas, which I really hate. 
I don't I don't think I I don't think I feel embody a Thomas yeah I think uh from feedback from all of my peers I'm just generally a very weird person and Tommy seems a bit more whimsical and fits my vibe I guess do you ever go by Tom (laughs) there's about like three people who've ever called me that so not really yeah, it does. Leia's second question, well, the first one's from Peter. Leia's question was, um, do you believe in astrology? Why or why not? Um, I do not. Uh, and I also know that I'm sort of alienating a lot <laughs> I was going of to people say. that <laughs> like us. Um, I have nothing against uh, people who believe in astrology. I just, uh, I think I'm pretty science-minded and enjoy the scientific method and stuff like that like as a engineer i feel like i'm overly logical and stuff like that and i i i really don't want to get, even get into the like the semantics <laughs> or like the politics yeah, or yeah, like yeah. whether it's like has merit or not it's like people can do what they want and that's totally okay with me but personally i don't take any stock in it yeah uh what's the last thing that you gave up on Oh man. So right now I am going no caffeine, which is absolutely brutal. I was drinking about six cups of coffee a day. So it was like, it was a big problem in my life. That's insane. Um, So yeah, it was not a great decision to do right before two back-to-back shows. And both shows are like, we played at Bovine Sex Club on Friday and we started at 11 45 PM yeah. and we played yesterday in Guelph at, we started at like 12 15. So I am Dead. absolutely exhausted. Yeah. Like full withdrawal. It's, I wouldn't rec, I would, to anyone out there who's trying to quit caffeine, just keep, keep drinking <laughs> just keep it until going. it kills you. It's, it's not worth it. How long has this been going? Has it like, has your withdrawal or, you know, your whole endeavor been going for? Uh, it's only like four or five days. Oh, so I've, okay. I think I've gotten over like the worst of it. But like definitely this week I was feeling weird. Yeah. Um, I I would get an emotional support cat, but I assume. But you already have a cat. What's your cat's name? Uh, my parents uh, cat is named Chester. He's uh, pretty much completely spherical. <laughs> Um, although they're very sensitive about any comments on his weight. Because <laughs> Chester so will get subconscious. We just don't talk okay. about it. Yeah, exactly. He'll feel, well, they actually believe that, that he'll feel bad about himself. And rather than protecting their human children's self-esteem, <laughs> vehemently <laughs> defensive of their feline child's <laughs> self-esteem. Chester over... Or Thomas. I feel like that yeah. must be some kind of a association with like, the waspiest names yeah, ever. Gonna... <laughs> and um, pulling from your album, what usually tips the dominoes for you? Yeah, I mean, I guess it's sort of like a lack of communication. I think that's where it goes wrong for a lot of people is a lot of the time people are feeling one way and they either won't show it or they'll present that in ways that are not explicit communication, which is tough. And it feels like in whatever platonic or non-platonic relationship is you think that you're doing your best. And if they don't tell you that they're not appreciating what you're doing, it can sometimes come as a big surprise. So I think that's sort of always the 
biggest disappointments is where you really thought you were doing everything right. And then it sort of all falls apart. Um, I, I mean, like in the album, it's sort of, it's basically like a chronological story of my life over three years and sort of where things all fall apart is in that song where it all goes wrong, sort of like one incident where it all became extremely abundantly clear to me that it had gone wrong without me realizing. Do you um do you have a step-by-step guide of how to make your love a terror? <laughs> yeah, I mean just generally be a super anxious 20 something <laughs> and poorly balanced overconfidence with underconfidence and then have a global pandemic happen and then <laughs> sort of just be stuck rudderless for two years just stewing on my own stupid train of thought oh my god definitely yeah you're hitting uh every single point (laughs) when was the last time you were stuck like physical or emotional i don't know mentally definitely there there was this big gap between when the album was finished and when it was released um you know, all things considered, it's not that big of a deal in my life, like the album itself, but it it's weird to have so much of yourself and like of your emotions like laid out so like plainly and honestly in this one like Dropbox folder that's basically like a point source of existential dread. Um, and just pushing the button on releasing it is weird. And I also feel even more weird, um, like writing new music when there's this whole thing sort of just like burning a hole in my pocket. We're definitely uh, coming out of that now. Like we've basically recorded like two or three EPs worth of new material since then. So it's sort of like it's been this big backlog of like creative and like emotional energy that's sort of stuck and feels like it's all coming out now, which is good. Yeah. And it's interesting because I, I, well, I would imagine that having it be an animal boy almost serves as a persona, but then a lot of it is so connected to you. Do you ever feel like you would want to, you know, put that separation between your you know your your yourself and your music or your work yeah uh for sure i mean i think i when i like first started making music with the idea of like this project animal boy it was sort of an outlet of where i could be really 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 honest and i don't think that people get that outlet or it's not accepted especially like as someone who presents as a man to like be honest and like actually like say that you're not okay or that like you're hurting in any way like it's seen as a sign of weakness which is a critical flaw but I think I've definitely been feeling more and more and like a lot of the music I've been writing more recently is sort of like less connected to that and it's it still like comes from a place inside of me and is related to like real things, but I think it's more abstract or it's, it's more like a metaphor for 
something real. I think it's, it's also easier when it's like not connected to like actual people who like, you know, yeah. It, yeah. I think it's, I think it's easier that way for everyone. <laughs> yeah. I think that's like a, a great way to sum up everything. Uh, the last, very last question we had is we are interviewing Nora Kelly Van next. And is there a question that you'd like us to ask her? Yeah. Um, I guess I, I always wonder what other people's songwriting process is like, like, are they like doing it all in one shot? Like, do they go back and like work over and over and over, or is it sort of more like a stream of consciousness thing that pretty much the fully formed song is just ready? Yeah, that's a good question. Okay. We'll definitely ask her. or 20 is an independent podcast created by Dominionated. If you like the show, help us out. Subscribe to the podcast, leave a little review, and share it with your friends, family, and enemies. That's all I got for you, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>